the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising this is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast that I pray is being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called being imitators of Christ. Jesus Christ, our elder brother, is the person God the Father wants all of his children to imitate. That's why the Bible calls Jesus the firstborn of many brothers. By design, the firstborn are supposed to lead the way so that all the other brothers that follow can know the right way to do things. Jesus is the one who is supposed to show all of the other brothers how to represent the Father and live the God kind of life correctly. Because without Him, we won't know how to correctly represent the Father. The same way that Jesus represented the Father is the same way that we're supposed to represent Him too. We're supposed to be imitators of our Father and Jesus will show us how to do it. So let's learn some things so that we can successfully be the imitators of Christ like God wants us to be. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called being imitators of Christ. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. See, God gives us his word. God gives us his word. It's called his commandments, which are instructions and directions that are designed to be able to cause it to be deadened to you. No, you'll be dead to what you used to be alive to. You won't even be able to do what you used to do because the desire will be gone from you. You'll have no desires to be able to do that no more. Mm-hmm. But notice this, verse, verse 7. It says, well, let's do 6. It says, for which things sake the wrath of God come, cometh on the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked, past tense, sometime, when ye lived, past tense, in them. See, everything about that verse is past tense because it's talking to you about how you're supposed to be living your life now in which he also walked sometime back, walked in all those ways that, he, that you used to. You don't do that no more. See, understand this. God loves you enough to receive you just like you are. But he also loves you too much to leave you like you are. Amen. He loves you enough just like you are. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and it's not of yourself, it's the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man should boast. But remember, God's about to move into you. That's why the moment you get born again, he recreates you into holiness to be able to allow you to be inhabitable, somebody that you can, he can live in too. Because God don't move in slums. God don't move in stuff like that. Are you listening to me like that? You have to be holy. And so God makes you, yourself, the inside you, holy initially, and then moves on the inside of you. But then he goes to start working to cause a whole urban renewal, everything, around, everything about you. Everything has got to do with your life. He's going to change that too. Now, when you first get born again, you'll keep doing the same thing. I know what I'm talking about. I mean, when I got born again, praise God, I was bug wild and crazy. Praise God. Yes, I was. Say bug wild and crazy. 
And the day after I got born again, I was still buck wild and crazy. I was saved, but I'm buck wild and crazy. Still doing the same things I was doing before, still playing like I did before, still hanging at the clubs, doing everything I used to do. But God loved me too much to leave me like that. He began to start completing the mission that he started on me. Because Philippians chapter 1, verse 6, come on, VBBS, says, He that has began a good work in you is going to be faithful to perform it till the day of Jesus Christ. He ain't going to stop working on you. He ain't finished then. He's got more work to do. He wants to change your entire life to be what he wants it to be, too. See, he only accepted, I only accepted the first part of life. Now he wants me to step into the rest of that life and live that thing out like we're supposed to. That's why he has to start changing my mind and renewing my mind to think like he wants me to do. In the meantime, I still enjoyed what I was enjoying before. But something started changing to the point that I didn't enjoy it no more. Why is that? Because God's working on me now. Let me know that ain't what you're supposed to be doing no more. I tell people, I'm telling you, I ain't making none of this stuff up. I remember when I, I remember the night I stopped clubbing. I remember the night I stopped clubbing. And I used to club five, five, easy five days a week. Praise God. It wasn't nothing to me. Praise God. Hallelujah. And then hit all the honky-tonks and the after-parties, too, hanging all night, doing all kind of stuff that folk ain't supposed to do. Are you listening to me up in here? You know, but I remember the night I stopped clubbing. Something was wrong. I, tell, I kept feeling something was wrong. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand. I mean, I'm at the same club. I'm still enjoying myself. I'm supposed to be enjoying myself, but I ain't enjoying myself like I did. The music seemed off, and the lights was irritating, and all the music seemed too loud. And I'm like, dang, what the heck is going on? I remember I asked the Lord, praise God. I mean, and, and everything was off. I couldn't even get a dance. This brother used to dance all day, all night. That's just what I did. That was one of the reasons why the six-pack was there. It's called aerobics, praise God. I, I, I used to dance all day and night, praise God, and, and get, to, get to dancing and stuff like that. But I couldn't even get a dance that night, praise God. It's like my whole rhythm was off. All the little fine young ladies, it was easy for me to dance with because they knew who I was, and they couldn't wait to dance with me because they knew what I was about, and they, you know, and they wanted to be about that too. And so, and so they was thinking that maybe this was their turn, praise God, to be able to do, hey, man, y'all don't want to work with me. Okay. I keep feeling like I'm at the 8 o'clock, praise God. And, 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 hallelujah. And, 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 and I couldn't even get one. They couldn't dance with nobody. I even went over in the chicken wing section and couldn't get nobody to dance. Y'all don't know nothing about the chicken wing. Do they have chicken wing sections in San Antonio? Praise God. It was, in Detroit, they had chicken wing sections. Those was the, the, the chicks that wouldn't nobody ask them to dance. I mean, it was, they wouldn't nobody ask them to dance. Praise God. I don't know because it wasn't how they looked, how they dressed, how they smelled. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm going to leave it there. I don't know. But whatever it was, <laughs> nobody would ask them to dance. They'd only ask the fine ones to dance. They wouldn't ask the chicken wing girls to dance. So there was this, some girls, they just reserved to, to the fact that I ain't going to get asked to dance. So they wouldn't even come to the party for the party. they come to the party for the chicken wings. Because if you showed up early, then they served chicken wings. Praise God. Hallelujah. <laughs> and so they just came for the chicken wings. So they had a whole section over there and stuff like that. We ain't nothing but them big chicken wing chicks over there. Praise God. And, and they, you, nobody goes over there unless you're a chicken wing, praise God, amen. And, and I even went over there, went up in the middle of the chicken wing section and said, hey, yo, girl, come on, let's dance. And she's like, what do you mean, dance? They, they, the girl, these chicken wings is good. They, they hot. They just off the fire. And they got barbecue chicken wings, too, girl. I'm going to get me. I'm like, girl, if you don't come on dance, bring your little big butt on here, praise God. And, and so I, I went on the dance floor with this girl. She had a chicken wing in her hand. She said, she like. She wasn't giving up that chicken wing, but at least she on the dance floor. And I'm like trying to dance, but my rhythm was all off, and I'm all messed up. I'm like, and I asked the Lord, Lord, what, Lord, what's going on? 
This ain't making no sense. It felt like I was taking a shower with my socks on. It's like just wasn't right. Something wasn't right about this. So I said, Lord, what's going on with this? Why, why am I feeling all jacked up? And the Lord talked to me. He talked to me right while I was there. I know all this my bumping music. I mean, I was at this place called UBQ. They had dance floors on the top and the bottom. The bottom, the one in the middle was a glass one. Praise God. So you can look down at the people. And like if you was kind of freaky, you could kind of like go down. But anyway, praise God. And so, and, so, and so it was just wrong. The place was just wrong all the way around. Anyway, unless she was chicken wing, didn't nobody would look there. Praise God. Anyway. So I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, what's going on, man? What's, what's, what's up with this? He said, you ain't supposed to be here. I'm like, what you mean I ain't supposed to be here? It's Rodney Pearson. I'm a party animal. This Friday night. What you mean I ain't supposed to be here? Where am I supposed to be? He said, at a prayer meeting. <laughs> I said, a prayer meeting? I bust out laughing just like that. I'm talking on the dance floor. She ain't even know. She just, girlfriend just chicken wanging. And, <laughs> and I'm saying to the Lord, what, Lord, uh, prayer meeting on Friday night? Rodney Pierce. <laughs> but it sounded right. So I tried to chat with old chicken wing girl. I said, girl, hey, look, I'm going to sit down. She's like, I don't care. Praise God. I'm finally been on the dance floor. <laughs> I just looked. I went and set my drink down. Got in the car. Drove over to the church on a Friday night. Ain't no lights flashing. Lights is all the way on. Ain't no bumping music. With soft music playing in the background. Bunch of chicks look like the chicken wing chicks walking all around. <laughs> I'm like, here's a whole building full of chicken wing chicks. And they speaking some language I didn't know about. Some I'm like, <laughs> I want to go hit a couple of them on the back. Thought they was ch- choking or something. Praise God. But it felt right. Because it's where I'm supposed to be. Next week, Lord said, go back again. Go back again? Somebody might have saw me come out the first time, man. I'm about to mess up my reputation. But I went back. And then back. And then back. Until before you know it, me and all them chicken wing chicks is walking around. And we all enjoying ourselves. Because now it's time for the new life. Verse 7 says, In which time you also walk sometime. That word sometime means a four. A four. As in we did it a, did it a four, but we don't do it no more. It also translates in old times and in times past. See, back in the olden days, we used to do the stuff that we don't do no more. But we don't do that no more. That's why verse 8 says, but now ye also put off all these. That word now right there is spoken in with emphasis. It means just now, as in right now. Don't matter, it's irrelevant what I used to do before. It don't matter if I did it all the way up till two minutes ago. I don't do it now. Just now, I don't do it no more. See, I love that about God. God will meet you right where you are to be able to take you to where you are, to where he wants you to be. And God will meet you right where you are and change the whole thing. I don't care if you was going a thousand miles in the wrong direction. The moment you turn around and go in the right direction, you are now in the right direction. And God will treat you like that from that point forward. Are you listening to me up in here? He don't be like, yeah, you still way out there, but at least you're on your way back now. No, you're automatically right once you stop going wrong. 
Are you listening to me up in here? And from that moment forward, everything is right. From now, but now you also put off all these things. That word put off means put away. Literally, it means to cast off. Like throw this stuff up out of here. Lay apart. Get it apart from you. Lay aside and lay down. That's what it means. It means to put away. Let's go back to that one. Put away. I was telling an earlier service, praise God. I had cooked up all those vittles and stuff like that. You know, my old, my son, praise God, the Reverend Shug Nice, praise God. He, he, would, he, he was there for a minute, but while I was cooking, he left, praise God. But he knew that there was some stuff there because he came back earlier. Usually he don't come back there a lot later. He came back a little earlier. Now, I had already went upstairs, praise God. And, 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 and my wife said that when he came in, he like, hey, where's all that food that was here? Where's all that food that was here? And she said, I put it away which meant that he couldn't see it. It wasn't visible. He had to now go get it to be able to enjoy it. He had to go get it out of the refrigerator and then heat it back up and all that kind of stuff in order to be able to cook it. You know, because it's like sin. God wants you to put that stuff away in such a way where it's now, in order for you to do anything that got to do with it, you got to go get it. And you got to heat it back up and you got to go through all kind of works even just to even do what you wasn't supposed to do. See, a lot of us ain't putting it away. We laying it near us. It's still close enough that we can still reach it anytime we want to. Because said, no, I want you to put that thing far away from you. That's why it means cast off. Get it as far away from you as can. Why? So that you got plenty of time to be able to go think about it before you go do what it is that you're supposed to do. Plenty of time for the Holy Spirit to be able to remind you this ain't what you ought to do. Are you listening to me up in here? That's why some of you ought to freeze your credit cards. You ought to put it in a big block of ice. And put it in the refrigerator. Praise God. Why is that? So that by the time you chip that sucker loose and, and, and thaw it out, you got time to think about, do I really need to be buying all of this? Because some of y'all just got buy-itis. You got credit card slide-itis. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me read it to you out of the Bible in basic English. Give yourself a chance to think about it. So I'm going to read verses 6 through 8 in the Bible in basic English. It reads like this. It says, because of which the wrath of God comes on those who go against his orders. Because remember, when we come into Christ, he's now the commander in chief who go against his orders among whom ye were living in the past when ye did such things. But now it is right for you to put away all those things. I like that. See, because we were saved living our lives before, excuse me, before we were saved living our lives, you know, all out in all out wrong like we used to do. It seemed right for us to do the wrong that we used to do. I know it was with me. I mean, you don't have to say, man, it was for me. But now that we're in Christ, it's now right for us to put away all those things that are now against God's orders. Now that we know what God has to say about a matter, we're supposed to make the necessary correction to be able to line up with what God has to say about that matter. Put it away. Somebody say put it away. Now, the 20th century New Testament, it reads it this way. I'm going to go from verse 5 through 8 in the 20th century New Testament. It reads it this way. It says, therefore, destroy all that is earthly in you. Destroy it. Immorality, uncleanness, passions, evil desires, and that greed which is idolatry. These are the things on, these are the things on account of which the wrath of God comes. And to, and, and to which you, like others, once devoted your lives when you lived them for them. You, however, must now lay aside all such things. See, there was a time that we devoted our lives to doing wrong. I know I did. Devoted my life to doing wrong. I mean, I got books and magazines on wrong. I mean, I used to, I used to have stuff all over my wall reminding me to be wrong. Praise God. Hallelujah. Have your sin today. 
<laughs> Make sure you sin before the day is over. Praise God. This stuff to remind you of, of, of doing stupid stuff. I had T-shirts with liquor names on it. Praise God. So I can remind myself of what I used to like to drink. So I can remind myself to drink. Praise God. I had, I'm going to stop this so you can keep listening to me. Praise God. But I had all kinds of stuff to remind me of wrong. Pictures that I wasn't supposed to be looking at to remind me to do wrong. To keep me stimulated in the, in the mentality of wrong. But God said, I need you to put this stuff off of you. That's why he said, he said, put it off you. Praise God. Now this put off right here means to divest holy oneself or for oneself. Divest holy, which means we ought to divest holy ourselves and what we used to do. See, some of us are divesting partially from what we used to do. We're slowing down. We're doing it less. Doing it less is not the same as doing it Stop doing it all together. Like, that's like telling somebody, look, I'm, I'm slapping you less. Dang. You should be satisfied. I'm beating you up less only once a month now. Praise God. That, no, that's not the same. It, it's a difference between less and entirely. Are you listening to me? And God wants us to divest ourselves wholly. We're supposed to divest ourselves completely and entirely of our old sinful life, lifestyle, and behaviors. All together. Because think about it. If you found out you was investing your money in a company that was destroying everything that you stand for and standing against everything that you stand for, you're not supposed to cut back your investment. You're supposed to cut off your investment. You're supposed to give them no more money to be able to do what they do with. Well, God, Satan has to use our lives in order to be able to cause us to jack ourselves up because he can't jack us up like he want to. He needs our participation. And if we find out that what we're doing is helping him to jack ourselves up, then we're supposed to divest ourselves entirely from that. Because either you're going to invest or divest yourself in doing what God said do, because it's, it's one or the other. There ain't no in-betweens. Either you're going to help him do what he come to do, which is steal, kill, and destroy, or you're going to divest yourself from the things that will allow him to be able to do that to you. That's why it also translates, I like this, spoil. When he says put off from you the old things. He says, I need you to spoil them. That word spoil means to cause damage to or regard to its value, beauty, usefulness, etc., etc. To become bad or unfit for use. It means to cause damage to or in regard to its value, its beauty, its usefulness, etc., etc. So it can become bad or unfit for use. Like for instance, if I made you a cake, Praise God, I bought you a cake. Praise God, I bought it from this powerful cake maker right here. Praise God. And I bought you a big, beautiful cake, and I opened it up for you, and I said, what you think? What you think? You're like, oh, that's sweet. Can I, I'm going to take it home. I'm like, yeah. I said, go ahead and take, take it. Spit all over it in such a way as it dotted it all the way across and stuff like that. And then I said, excuse me. And then I just closed the box back up and handed it to you. I just spoiled it for you. I ruined it for you. Some of y'all said, no, I just take the icing off. Praise God. I can see some of y'all. Some of y'all ghetto in a mug. You say, I just, I just take the off. I say, God kiss it, devil miss it. Praise God. <laughs> but for some of us, it would spoil it for us. We wouldn't have nothing. We'd be like, oh, see, that's wonderful cake. It's spoiled now. I got no use for it. I was telling her earlier, so that's kind of like my wife's family. Praise God, my wife's family. Praise God, I can do it here. I did it when she wasn't here. I mean, when she was here, but I can, you know, I can definitely do it when she ain't here. Praise God. 
My wife's family, praise God. Now, see, some of y'all know you got family like that, praise God. I got family like this, too, but I'm going to flat out use her family on this one because they used to do stuff like that. That when you go over, like, on holidays and stuff like that, you know, it's fun at the beginning. But then they get to drinking and smoking and toking and everything else. And then after a while, they ain't right no more. Praise God, you know, because now they're gone. You know, so ain't no telling what they're going to do. Well, see, her family was like that. I mean, and her family was full of excellent cooks. I mean, they could cook up some stuff. I mean, stick their foot off and stuff. You'd be like, oh, see, that's what I'm, it'd be so good. Praise God. But then you better hurry up and eat it. Because if you don't hurry up and eat it, they would get blowed after a little while. And this one aunt she had, she laughed about it because she knows it's true. Because she remember one time. Her one aunt I, I just came over, and, and I was sitting there eating and stuff like that. And I guess I wasn't eating quick enough. And she said, she's calling me Ron, Ron, Rondy. Rondy, praise God. I don't know where she got that from, but she called me Rondy. She said, hey, Rondy, how come you ain't eating this? Here, eat this. She started picking up food off my plate. It's like, here, eat this. And she's like, ain't nothing wrong with this. Eat this. And, and, she, and I'm like, oh, see, I was going to eat it. But you did not jacked it all up. And she's like, well, you too good to eat this? Here, and then she put a finger there. Try some of them beans right there. Try some of this potato salad right here. And I'd be like, oh, Lord. I just be sitting, my wife would be sitting there turning, turning pink, you know. And then she turned, look over to the side, like act like she ain't seeing it. And I'm like, if you don't get your aunt out my plate. You know? <laughs> she like, and she be blowed, so it don't even pay no attention. She, you know, she don't know what she's doing. And she ruining it. And spo- this was good food. But it was spoiled. Now she you know, stuck all her hand in it. And I done seen her, like, wiping kids' butts and everything else and wiping her nose. And then she come over and stick her hand all in my food. How many of y'all would eat it? Not a hand in the house. But God say, that's the same way I need you to spoil your old lifestyle. I need you to spoil it to the point that ain't no way you would ever touch it. That's what God wants us to do. Because even though it might have been good to us, even looked good to us, it didn't look good after it got spoiled. And it's the word of God that God shares with us that's going to cause it to become spoiled to the point that we don't even want it no more. It used to excite us, but we don't excite us no more. Now it's become bad and it's unfit for use. Praise God. Is any of this making sense for any of you? Verse 9 said, lie not one to another. Remember, he's doing this to the church, right? He's talking to the church. He said, lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. Now, the old man, praise God, the, the word old mean antique, not recent or worn out. Eastside Detroit says old played out life. We need to get rid of that old played out life. You know, it's like them old big drawers that you had that caused you to go buy some new underwear. Praise God, you know. And now, the, now you got the new underwear. You don't refold up them same old holy big bloomer looking drawers no more. You're supposed to throw them out. You bought new stockings. You don't have the same one with your toe poking all through it and stuff like that. You're supposed to get rid of that one. You don't still put on that same old jacked up, worn out, ugly, unappealing looking nightgown that you used to wear when you bought a brand new one. You don't keep, Hank, y'all keep looking confused. Like, yeah, what do you mean I don't wear it? No, you don't, you're supposed to get rid of the old. Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you were blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope you're seeing that it really is true. God really does want all of us to be imitators of Him. I hope even more that you're being inspired to do what God wants all of us to do. That is to be more like Him so that we can live the life that He wants us to do. 
the kind of life that can only be lived when we're more like God, like he wants all of us to be and do. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christmas Center. 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'd be more than glad to send it out your way right away. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'd be glad to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed when you do, and we will too. And since we're talking about coming through, there's something I invite all of you single unmarried saints out there to do. We invite all the single unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our G2B. That's our glorified to be uniquely his singles fellowship this Friday evening. It's a monthly single seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio for the single saints here in San Antonio. It's a monthly single seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half your pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the single saints that's done on the fourth Friday of the month where all the single unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas of all ages come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help them to live successfully in their singleness. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. There's no charge where the free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because childcare is provided at no charge. Neither I, VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on through and bring a few single saints with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.